Welcome to Whore Hideout. I'm Peyton. And I'm Kenzie. Well, we finally did it. <laughs> we finally did it. We've been trying to do this intro for like five minutes. First few times we kept laughing and then we finally get through it and then Peyton got a work call. I was too fast one time. I was too slow one time. I forgot my name another time. <laughs> you Just really did. being a man is not easy. Whoa, that's sexist. Well, you know, and she's like, you're too slow. You're too fast. And I'm like, well. Oh my gosh, you make me sound like a biatch. Both that of those, is totally not both how of those it was. things consecutively could be no, fine. No, we kept starting and we were like, we'd start laughing and then we'd start and then we like didn't know what to say. We're just like, I feel awkward today. Do you ever have like awkward days where you just feel awkward? Oh, I just have days where I feel like you're awkward and I'm fine. No, you were so, remember the other day we went to Taco Bell? That was different. And you different. were having the most, no, you kept saying you felt awkward. Okay, I have, day. okay, let me... Public announcement, everyone. I am a social butterfly, but I struggle at drive-thrus of any place that we go to. I hate ordering in drive-thus. Oh my gosh, Peyton's the worst. We were gonna get shakes the other day at Arctic Circle. Do they have Arctic Circle? This is, well, it's like okay. This is. I'll, I'll be like, can I get a shake? And then it's like I have somebody talking over my shoulder. It's like, make sure it's in a cup. And I'm like, yeah, can you get that in a cup? Make sure it's. Above oh the rim. my god. Uh, can we make sure that's above, above the rim? And then make sure it's got. I'm trying to hold your hand and help you Yes, I know. And it's like, I'm just the middleman. I'm the messenger. I feel like I'm really not ordering and I'm just talking. No, Peyton hates to like, it It has to be a straightforward order. Yeah, be like, can I get a hamburger? That's That's it. it. Yeah. Yeah, but if, but like, it's normal to request things like to say, can I have it in a cup or- A hamburger in a cup? Can I have a small ice cream Can I have a hamburger in a cup? Yeah, see, (laughs) now you guys feel my pain, you know? Go to your, go to your local McDonald's in and out, whatever it is that you eat and ask for a hamburger in a cup and then understand what I have to go through. In a cup. Can I get that sliced and then two different types of cheese on each slice and then- and then put it put it in a cup. You know what? McDonald's would do it, though. There's this guy on TikTok that will go to, like, McDonald's. It's usually McDonald's that he goes to, and people will request him to do, like, weird things. Like, go to McDonald's and order 100 pickles. And they literally give everything that he asks for to him. Hmm. Or they're like, he's like, I want a cheeseburger without the cheese or the meat or the sauce or the pickles. And it's just, like, the bun. <laughs> <laughs> but then they charge him the full price. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? No. Yeah. Gotta make a living. See, you could never do that. I could. Like, yeah, do I just, this. I just feel like, like no. oh, I'm gonna get a get a cup of spit is what I'm gonna get. You got you got drive through anxiety. But that's that doesn't end there, you know. It's not just like the one menu item that's got the weird quirky thing. It's like ten menu items. Everything has to have a special instruction with it. And it's stressful. I hate doing that. Peyton will like refuse to go to places because of that, like the shake thing. You're like, let's get shakes. And I got so excited because I've been wanting one all week, and then you're like Oh, wait, I don't want to order the, the cones that way, like in a cup, so <laughs> yeah. never mind. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? You're incapable of ordering it yourself. You'd be like, well, I don't want to order all that. Seat. It's weird. I don't want to lean over you and be like, hello. We were in the store. You could have ordered it from the counter. Touche. Yes. Why didn't we do that? You didn't give me that option. Be like, you go order it, and you're like, oh. But you worked no. at taco time. Like, did you, you probably got people all the time that would ask for like requests. Like, hey, can I get that without the sauce? Can I get that without the onion? You, did you think that they were being complicated? Some stuff was complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, I'm hungry. Me too. I've been hungry all day and I told Peyton because I'm trying to eat good. And I was like, do not bring up anything that will trigger my cravings. And then we like get to the store today because we had to grab some groceries. And he's like... Ooh, yeah, here, 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 here's a real horror story for you guys. So riddle me this. We're at Walmart 
And uh, Kenzie and I like to have Mexican pizzas, um, just like a homemade, it's like a homemade concoction. And they're good. We eat them like once or twice a week sometimes. And I was like, oh, too bad we don't have ground beef thawed at our house because Mexican food sounds good. And immediately she's like, oh, Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I have triggers. I'm like, that's not even where I was going with that. Or, or at the beginning of the day, you'll be like, hey, whatever I say, be strong for me. And then I'll be like, okay. And then you're like, I'll let you play video games all night if we get food. And I'm like, well, shit. You know what the best one was? When we were like kind of first married and I was craving Taco Bell or something so bad. And I'm like, if we can go get a bean burrito, it was like a Sunday. I'm like, I'll let you buy an electric guitar. This one that he like wanted. Which I never got. You didn't? I don't think I ever did. No, you bought the guitar. Mm -mm. You bought something. No, because it was the Epiphone Nighthawk, which I know I've never owned. But the fact that I was literally going to let you get, not let, because I mean, free agency, but like the fact that you were going to get an electric guitar and I was going to get a burrito. (laughs) But then we get home and you're like, see, we made it. And then we pull into the house and then you're like, ooh, McDonald's chicken nuggets sound good in a burger. And I'm like, No, I said a McDonald's burger. I don't eat them damn chicken nuggets. You said chicken nuggets at first because in my head I'm like, well, we just bought like frozen chicken nuggets. And then you're like burger. And I'm like, oh, damn you, Peyton. Well, damn you. Damn. Damn that Peyton. And then he bought cinnamon bears. Those, you cannot just eat one cinnamon bear. Oh, hold on. When they're frozen. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate covered cinnamon bears of all things. I don't just eat cinnamon oh, bears. Oh, yeah. Chocolate. I forget that there's different versions. Yes. Yes. You got to. There are. <laughs> Chocolate There are ethnicities to, d- to discuss. Of, of bears. <laughs> Chocolate covered cinnamon bears. They're all the same internally, people. It's just sometimes the outside's a little different, and that's fine. Have they made, like, different chocolate versions of that, like white chocolate or, like, strawberry chocolate? I don't know. Ooh. That'd be racist. That would be good, maybe. I'm trying to think. Well, since, uh, you know, food is the center topic of discussion here, uh, which brings us to our next point, Uh, Unseen, March 7th. Mark your calendars, everyone. (laughs) I thought you just jump into it. You're not even like horror news of the week. <laughs> You're just like unseen. Uh, our fans know the formula of what we're doing. They're like, oh, I know that I there is the a fans. There's a there's a platform and They're a system. Friends. <laughs> friends. Friends. We're not Bob Ross. Hey guys, we're just gonna we're just gonna sit here and talk about some horror icons, blood and gore. Happy little happy little sharp knives. Happy here. little whores. Happy little whores. <laughs> not the good kind. Unseen comes out today. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, Season three, more dad jokes. Oh my gosh. What was a dad joke I said the other day? And it was really funny. And you were so impressed with you me. You literally said this. No, not The last that podcast. One. No, but it was after we recorded a podcast. It was like this weekend. I said something and it was so funny. No, I kind of remember. Um, Unseen comes out today. It's the one where the girl is in the woods and she can't see. And then the gas station attendant's trying to help her get through being her eyes. I'm excited for that. I don't know where this comes out at, though. I haven't really looked. I'm not going to lie. Not impressed with it so far. Why? Don't th- I don't think it looks that amazing. It's. I, I think it's worth watching. Most things are. But like, I'm not like, oh my goodness, that's just so revolutionary. Or that's just, you know. I think it's different, though. A thing. I thought it was like a horror comedy by the trailer, but it does. it's not listed as a horror comedy. But it looks, it like feels like a horror comedy. Hmm. I don't know where that's being released at, though, if it's like, I don't think it's coming to theaters. I hate when it does, you like look it up and it doesn't tell you. But yeah, that's coming out. And then... Ah! What? Scream 6 coming out. 
<laughs> to a theater Scream near you. six in three days. I still need to watch two through five. Yeah. I cannot believe how many Scream fans there are like in the horror community. Like people are like balls deep for this show, movie, mm. franchise. Balls deep for Scream, huh? I just, I'm not into slashers. Like I liked Scream. I think Scream is one of the better slasher series out there for yeah, sure. Yeah, I like it's it. It's kind of like, it's all like, oh, it's all about Sydney. And then episode two is like Sydney. And then episode three is possibly about Sydney. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on after that. I don't know. I just think with slashers, I think slasher, like the slasher genre is just overdone. Like it's just, I like, I'm tired of slashers. I'd rather have something more psychological, but I don't know. I've not seen the other screams. I'm going to, so I'm not going to like judge. I love the first scream. I'm going to get so much Here's... hate for this. I'm going to get so much hate for this. But anyway, I just think it just sounds like it would be repetitive. Like where the first scream, you find out who Ghostface is. But then the next scream, it's a different ghost face, I'm assuming. And then... Well, yeah, but... Is it just new ghost face every single time? But it's like time? the Saw franchise. It's the same thing. It's just like, oh, that's a clever way to connect the yeah. the, the premise and the sequel and the and the squeakquel and squeakquel. all that. But but the thing about Scream, I feel like, at least in the first one, I mean, I like 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 Halloween and Friday the 13th and all of them, they're all kind of drawn out, right? There's There's more than one version of the movie. But like Michael Myers, he walks incredibly fast, apparently, because it's like you can like run a mile and then you walk around a corner and then suddenly he's right behind you in the corner. Uh, Jason Voorhees pretty much just walks. Chucky pretty much just walks. Um, Have you seen how fast Chucky's legs are? Freddy Krueger, he kind of like hobbles in as a silhouette. But Scream, that was like the first time you saw a slasher behind a mask, like full on sprint. And like, do you remember the first time that you watched a zombie movie and you saw a zombie run? You were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like they run. When did they evolve? I feel like that was the World War Z for me. The yeah. first time I seen how like a fast zombie. Yes, I know that the only thing worse than a slow zombie is a fast zombie. Climbing zombies on that one where they're all yeah, like, piling that's, up. You're, that's pushing it. But like with Scream, it's just like where every thing is a different killer i don't like that i just feel like then you're just watching the same movie over and over and over again but i mean i'm sure there it goes like more into detail and like they all connect i just need to watch them so i'm not gonna like harp on them too much but like even with saw i love saw but i don't like the idea of having like copycat jigsaw killers like i love just the regular tobin bell's character but then adding all these other people i'm like you know what you need you need to go to you need to go to like a live scream show do they have that? Yeah, it's just any metal concert. Oh my gosh, they have. <laughs> See, more dad jokes. They have a, a scream ro- roller coaster, and then they have a scream or not scream. Oh my gosh, they have a saw roller coaster, and then they have a saw escape room somewhere. Huh? Like that would be so fun. I don't think I would even risk that. I know it's unreal, but I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even put myself through that. I know. What if some psycho person just decided? Oh my gosh. Uh-oh. I just got an epiphany, but I can't say it right now. But anyway, it's like that guy, the McKamey Manor guy, who has like that haunted attraction at his house, and he like legit tortures people, you yeah. know? It's like that, you know? That like just super, it would be like messed, like messed up people could just like open something like that. If you guys have not heard of McKamey Manor, definitely go look it up because it is intense and insane, and I don't know how that's illegal or legal. Like, how? They're literally getting, like, tortured and, like, waterboarded and, 
locked in things. I'm sure there's some weird sexual gratification with that. I just think, like, I don't know. You know how there's, like, cracks in, like, contracts and stuff where you can sign stuff, but, like, sometimes, like, the contract won't hold up? I feel like that is Literally every contract ever. But I feel like that's something that shouldn't hold up. Well. I don't know. Messed up guy. I think the people that are messed up are the ones that go seeking out that. That would be a fun episode, though. And no sympathy for those that are like, oh, they pushed the limits. They touched me. I think it's crazy the people who are in there, like, bawling and they're, like traumatized and then they leave and they're like yeah that was like the best experience ever i'm like you were freaking bawling and like trying to use the safe word no and then they want to go back <laughs> what the, use the safe word when when you've when you've had enough and then you get into it and they're like slap me slap me <laughs> what are you slapping me it's the safe word your beard right now <laughs> your mustache what it's like Hanging down where your tooth is and it's covering it makes you like you have like one tooth missing right there. Ew. That's hot. Mm. And then lastly, the last bit of horror news, possibly the most important, is I have a letterboxed account now. Oh, yeah. So if you'd like to see what old Peyton is rating here, tune in. Tune into my letterbox. What is it? Skitty fishing? Skitty fishing. (laughs) Peyton has a a YouTube channel, if you didn't know either, called Skitty Fishing. Oh, really? So if you're confused why his horror account is Skitty Fishing, that is why. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I should, I don't ever post our letterbox in the description box, but I should. Um, other, I thought you were going to say your other horror news of the week was that Chucky season three was happening. (laughs) Cause I feel like you mentioned that every episode. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. What did I say? I don't know. Exactly. Do you know there's times that I'm editing this? This is behind the scenes, but there's times I'm editing and I'll say something so profound and Peyton's just like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's because he's not listening to me. It's not because he's not interested. Maybe you're not interested because you're not listening. Oh, here we go. So rude. Anyway. Every every marriage ever. <laughs> you love me. I'm an easy wife, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Our episode of the week is most disturbing horror movies that we've seen. Yep. Most disturbing, most unsettling. So, I mean... Disturbia didn't make the cut. Oh, my gosh. But, like... Okay, so, like, you hear the word disturbing and you instantly... I don't know. I instantly think of, like, gory, messed up, those kind of movies. But this is, like, disturbing in the sense of, like, that kind of stuff, but also, like messes with your brain like psychological disturbing too you know what i mean yes anyway take it away peyton take it away what's what's that remind me of oh you wouldn't know this is a movie that kenzie and i have talked about multiple times because i kind of feel like this is kind of set the epitome of what like just nerve-wracking is for me in a movie and I, I don't even remember what I rated this. It was like a three or a three and a no, half. No, we both gave it a four because I was shocked when I, we were going through Peyton's letterbox and rating everything. And I told Peyton, I'm like, I'm shocked we gave this a four because we talk about this so often. You yeah. would think that this was like one of our favorite movies ever, which I like it, but I, I wouldn't watch it because it just stresses me the freak out. Like it, it just constantly keeps me at the edge of my seat. It makes me pissed and emotional and every bad feeling in my body and uh eden lake is about this uh so it's an english movie and these uh this couple basically is going on this like little getaway vacation and they go to this place called eden lake 
And I think their plan is to camp out on the beach of this lake. And when they get there, the guy has all these plans kind of set up. He wants to make it romantic. It kind of implies that he wants to uh, propose to her while he's there and just take the next step in their relationship. And while they're there at Eden Lake, there's kind of like a band of teenagers. And initially, these teenagers, it's like when you're, I don't know, we've all dealt with some obnoxious group of teenagers ever, right? I mean, they're just kind of like obnoxious, they're loud, they're um, constantly in the way, and there's just no peace. And they kind of went to Eden Lake to get like solitude and peace. But the at first, it's like they're playing Frisbee, and then like their like dog ends up like running into their camp and like getting into their food or something like that. It's like an and, aggressive dog too. Yeah. And the kids just have like no remorse. And they're like, oh, sorry, mister. They're just like, so? And it's just, they're just kind of like douchebags. And their douchebaggery gets worse and worse and worse as the boyfriend gets more and more and more agitated. He's just kind of like, I've had enough with you guys. And he tries to take matters into his hands to like, you know, instead of being like peaceful for a resolution, he's just kind of like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm older than you. So listen to me. And they're kind of just like, who are you? You know, and then they take the shenanigans up to a new level. They're like stealing the, um, the Jeep and they like park it somewhere else. And it's just like all this really annoying stuff. Well, then at some point in like self-defense, the boyfriend ends up like killing the dog by accident and then from there the teenagers get way more aggressive and uh you kind of learn that the main teenage kid is like he like formed a gang and he everybody does everything to his bidding and he he keeps them in check by blackmailing them he's always filming them anytime they do something wrong and he's like oh if you don't listen to me i'm gonna share this with uh the police or something like that and it just keeps the teenagers like uh on edge and and fearful and so they kind of just do everything uh that this main kid wants them to do and then from there it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier and i don't want to like spoil the ending for anyone this isn't like a movie that most people know about but this is like when it ended and it had a really cool twist to it i actually really liked it uh towards the end but uh after all the unsettledness that we experienced i just like had to like go outside and just like take a deep breath and like get back into reality because it was just it was just so frustrating it's not like it's scary it's not like saw gory and stuff like that this is just like i think this is something that's possibly real you know it's like this is probably something that anybody could possibly experience more realistically than most of the things on this list. And uh, it just it just tests your durability to like, you know, endure annoying people and and how extreme people are willing to go to like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it, oh, man, it's a movie that'll piss you off. And although it's a four, I don't know if I could watch it like I could watch it like one more time and probably call it good after that because it's just it's just unsettling. Part of me doesn't want to watch it again, though, just because we had such a good, not like a good experience watching it, but like memorable, you know? So I'm like, I don't know if like watching it again will kind of like ruin. I don't know. I don't feel like we would feel the same. I don't think we'd be as stressed because it's kind of like when you watch a movie that you've seen before and you know, like the main character is going to survive or whatever. So you're like, okay, it's fine. So I feel like once you know the outcome of this, I don't know if you yeah, could like you, watch you only... it the same. You only get the first impression once, but again, it's, and maybe, maybe I'm hyping it up so much that the average viewer would be like, oh, that was stupid. I don't even know why they felt that way. But a lot of the movies that Kenzie and I watch are just kind of, they're on a whim. We have no idea what we're about to watch. It's just there. We click it, we watch it. We'd have no idea what it's about and we just start from there. And so this whole movie evolved right in front of us and 
uh, maybe want to punch a freaking hole in the wall after. I know, right? Well, you were saying there's not a lot of gore, but the gore that it does, I mean, it does have a lot of gore, but it's not like you said saw gore where someone's like cutting something off. But I think that's what makes it even more unsettling is the fact that it's like they're torturing this guy. And so it feels very realistic. And that's almost more terrifying than like saw where they have to do something and you know it's going to happen. This is just like torture. And I think the thing that made it so disturbing was it was a... It was a slow burn, but it wasn't like too... You know how there's like slow burn movies where you're like, okay, let's get to the point. It was a slow burn, but you're entertained the whole way. Like you're like, okay, what's going to happen? And you're slowly building up that anxiety and that like pissed off feelings that you have towards these kids. Well, it's because you're evolving with the main guy. His his tolerance and what he does to try and cope with it, you're evolving equally with him. It's like, okay, well, it's not worth being extreme about it because this is the first time they've done something. And then finally it's like, dude... Like, give these people some space, please. You know, and it's it just, it finally gets, you get equally as agitated as he does as it moves on. Well, him and the wife. So you have like his side where he is trapped by these kids and being held hostage, basically, and tortured. But then you have the wife on the other end who's like peeking in on them, but she doesn't know what to do because she doesn't want to wind up in the same situation and she wants to get them out. So it's just like you're going back and forth and you're like emotions by the end are just like, I don't even know the word to describe it, but I have never ended a movie and like wanted to throw up. And I was like physically sick after watching this movie. Right. And it's just like, it wasn't because of like the gore or all that. It was just the stress and anxiety that you have built up. I'm just like, I need to get this out. Like, I don't know what to do with this emotion. Yeah, it's it's pretty. But like we say, it's like disturbing and unsettling and we're talking like this, but it really is a good movie. And it really has a good twist. Like, I have really liked it. Yeah, definitely. Great movie. Another movie that was kind of similar to, like, gave me the same vibe as this starting out was The Owners that we just watched. It kind of started to give me the same vibe as Eden Lake where I'm like, oh, I'm stressed and anxious. But then it, like, dropped the ball and didn't continue that tone. But it started out and I'm like, oh, this is going to be another Eden Lake type thing. And then it didn't. But yeah, that's a good one. Uh, The other one that we have is Terrifier, which I'm sure most people have seen Terrifier and... There, it's not like, there's not like a crazy story with Terrifier. It's just a demented clown People guy. at the wrong place at the wrong time kind of a movie. Yeah. The thing that left me unsettled with this one is just like Art the Clown's expressions. Like he doesn't, obviously he doesn't talk, but he, you can just like read his expressions and it's just very unsettling and like. He's kind of like a pantomime, but like that looks like a clown, mm-hmm. he, but he acts exactly like a pantomime. Yeah. And the creepy thing about him is that he, like, taunts his victims. Mm-hmm. Like, he said, it's almost like Pennywise, where Pennywise doesn't just go and kill people. It's like he messes with them slowly and then attacks. I mean, there are some people in the movie that that happens to, but I feel like the main character, it's like he's almost just taunting her. He knows where she is at all times, but he just messes with her. Yeah. Oh, and then when they, when they do something to, like, harm him and they, like, you know, he's, like, injured, he doesn't, like, react and scream or make a noise he's just quiet it's like he's incapable of making a noise or something and that's what makes it really really creepy oh yeah definitely but this movie has like a really disturbing scene in it and for those that haven't seen it it's it's wild man like i did not expect it the first time i watched it but he has like a girl hung upside down and he cuts her in half from her vagina basically just full on right down the middle cuts her in half and it's you see everything literally it's just it's I mean, how do people come up with this crap, you know? That's probably the most messed up scene I've ever seen in any horror movie. Like, 
Saw, that doesn't even compare to Saw, because that's like, I mean, Saw, you're, you're trapped, but you're kind of in control of like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. But that, it's like, you're just helpless. Mm -hmm. That girl has no choice. This is one though, that I, like, I don't get, I don't get grossed out by blood or anything, but this one made me like nauseous watching it. Like at one point I'm like, ugh, I just feel like sick. Yeah. And I think it is because it feels realistic again, but we need to watch Terrifier too. Yeah, I forgot there's a second one. Well, I heard the second one's even like even better, and I heard it like physically made people ill at the movie theater. Hmm. That one used to be on like Peacock or something or HBO Max, and then they took it off. Now that we're like ready to watch it, yeah, they literally got rid of it. So I'm like, we need to find it, we need to rent it because I heard it's good and it'll be fun because he's like out and about the streets where this one is set more just in that apartment building, and I think that's what made it super unsettling too. It's like one location. And it seems like there's only one way to exit this building. Everything else is chained up. Mm -hmm. So that makes that like claustrophobic feeling where you're just like, oh, and uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a crazy one. Um, The next one on our list is the Green Inferno. And basically this group of environmentalists would be the right way to put them. Yeah. They want to go save the rainforest. You know, kudos to them. The rainforest is important. And uh, they go on this abroad trip. To like the Amazon or somewhere uh, in the general vicinity, I guess. And they, uh, is there, does there a plane crash? I forget. Or is yeah. it a helicopter? Yeah, they're pl- they had they were in like one of those smaller planes. It was like a plane, but it was like a oh small... yeah 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 okay so um so they're they're trying to stop deforestation specifically. There's a group of like construction people out in the woods. And there's all these mercenaries out there protecting them because there's like a there's like a native tribe that's that has never been in contact with civilization out there. And they're aware that they're out there, but the tribe doesn't realize who they are. And it's very dangerous. So, you know, they're they're all kind of protected. But then this group of environmentalists goes out to try and like protest and stop it. And it kind of backfires. Uh, they end up having to leave. And then their plane crashes in the woods, even closer to this tribe's like main village on their way out basically and the tribe basically captures them takes them in and then just starts doing horrific things to them from there like almost like inhumanely like livestock kind of butchering like they just take them and they're just like like relentlessly ripping their limbs off cutting them in half like wearing their blood it like it's paint or something and it's just like you just you really feel like the characters of this movie that are the victims are just livestock just being just treated like simple animals at this point and it's just so natural to the to the tribes people and it's just it's a very gory movie and uh there's a huge language barrier in it so it's it's kind of like unsettling it makes you feel a little bit more claustrophobic um as a result and i believe you told me that uh the guy who directed this movie uh actually used real like tribal natives to that region Mm -hmm. um and they Although that there was a language barrier, I'll let you say this one because I you, you can explain it better than I can. Oh, and so it's Eli Roth. So he approached these villagers and like to be in the movie and he found out like they don't even know like what TV is or what movies are or anything. So he brought in a TV and a copy of the movie Cannibal Holocaust, which we haven't seen that, but I heard that's like super messed up too. So he brought that in. And they thought it was a comedy and they were all like so entertained by this like brutal, disturbing movie that they wanted to be yeah. in his movie. And so they, I they that had was like, really cool. they had like fun with it. Like oh, it was yeah. like really fun for them to like, to like do it. Uh, and 
you know, re- really kind people in, in the filming and the directing of the movie. But Oh, and he said they were like the nicest people ever. So you see them on there and you're like, this is so brutal and messed up and scary. But then it's like in real life, they're just like the sweetest, happiest, nice people. Yeah. And with that language barrier, I'm sure a lot of it was more like improv stuff too, you know, like he kind of told them what to do and then it, they kind of probably did their own thing most of it i mean don't quote me on that but i'm assuming like sure i don't think they can follow a script to a t but i think that's what made it more realistic too Mm -hmm. how crazy would that be yeah Yeah. the only thing i hate about movies like this is i feel like sometimes it like shines a bad light on different like um what would you call not ethnicities like different like these tribes yeah like a tribal culture and stuff like i feel like it paints a negative image on them and like makes you like scared or fearful when you shouldn't be you know like it's when you watch like a movie and you see someone being a villain so then them the actor in real life you're like oh that's a bad person like they're evil yeah well there there's a uh, this movie kind of makes me think about that uh story where um so yeah uh it, it reminds me of the story i i think I'm just Googling this real quick, but it's John Allen Chow. Uh, in 2018, he was a Christian missionary and he was killed by Setnalese, indigenous people, in voluntary uh, isolation. So this this tribe is protected by, I don't I think maybe it's off of like India or some South American country or something, but like this country protects these native people because they're aware that the native people are likely in danger to the outside world, right? Like disease, infections, uh, things like that. And so it's it's illegal for people to go into this tribe. And uh, the tribe also doesn't speak any dialect or language of, of the modern day country. And so this dude's like, well, I'm going to go preach Christianity to them. So he goes there and they just full on murder him. And it's like, what, what did you expect at that point? And it kind of reminds me of that. Well, especially with language barriers, it's like you can't, like, you look like a threat, you know, coming in. If they can't communicate with you and know that you're safe. It's almost like that, um, the ruins, when we watched that and there was that language barrier. And those people are just trying to protect themselves from, you know, the infection of the vines and stuff. And these people that are infected by it now. Mm-hmm. But there's that language barrier so they can't communicate that and be like, hey. Or like telling them, you know. Yep. That's scary. I love Eli Roth. Like, he has done some really good movies. Like He Clown. definitely knows what he's doing in his directing style. He did The Sacrament that we just talked about, the cult one. And then he did, um, oh, what's the other movie by him that I love? Haunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's done some messed up ones too, like Hostel. And he just, yeah. he has like a knack for that. And I feel like you watch his movies and you can like tell it's like an Eli Roth movie. He's got a formula for sure. Mm-hmm. But this one is just, I don't know, it was just unsettling because it did feel so realistic. And it had Junie from Spy Kids. And I swear you see like his wiener or something. Because I'm like, not my Junie. Oh, (laughs) yeah. But it was funny. I'm like, I'm never going to look at Spy Kids the same. This had another disturbing scene with the vagine. (laughs) Remember? (laughs) I don't. Oh, I don't know what it is about like movies like that. But like, that always happens. Yeah, I really like this one a lot, though. Like, that sounds so messed up to say, but I just think I was so, like, invested in, like, anything where people are held hostage and trying to escape. I'm like, I love movies like that. Right. Because it does feel so real. We need to watch Hannibal Holocaust. Okay. I heard they killed, like, a dog or something in that in real life, and so people, like, are super upset with that movie. Like, they killed it in the movie, but it, like, happened in real life or something. Hmm. Like, that's sad. 
Um, next up would be Evil Dead, the 2013 version. And we've talked about this a lot in our podcast and how this movie unsettled me so much and is probably... Did I say last time this is the scariest movie I've seen? Uh, this and The Possession. I swear, yeah. I was like, did I say something else? No, this, yeah. This is the scariest movie I've ever seen. And Dead Silence. But Evil Dead, I don't know. I just think it's because when we saw it in theaters, I had that like really creeped out, unsettled. I feel like I've said unsettled a million times. Feeling though, like just like a really bad creeped out feeling that I've never felt before. So I think it just stuck with me and like demonic stuff freaks me out. Kenzie almost ditched me in the theater. She like went to the bathroom. She's like, I'll be right back. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, she's either taking the biggest crap or she literally left me. Turns out she left me. Could you imagine if this was our first date and then I like literally left? She's just like, I don't never ask me out again. We were like probably engaged at the time this came out though. Yeah. Because it was 2013, so... I mean, it definitely felt, like, sinister. Um, I, I can see why you felt the way that, that you did. You were definitely a lot more... I don't know. You were a lot more... It's just, like, the possessed movies that have where they're very vocal and, like, taunting people. Like, where she's under the floorboards and she's, like, just saying, like, creepy things. And then, like, that girl's, like, cutting her... Like, there's just Her stuff eyes like are that. creepy. Yeah. Like, she... This they... has another scene with the vagine. Does Do- it? Doesn't it, like poke her with like the vines when she's oh it does what is up Why with weird vaginal things yeah you don't ever see that happen with like a penis where like we're gonna cut you in half from your oh penis. that'd be crossing the line <laughs> putting that in a movie but yeah that was awful she got like raped by by like vines yeah and, and then she got possessed we need to watch the first two evil deads especially before the new one comes out yeah but yeah like they did such a good job at making her character look like creepy demonic possessed it's like on the exorcist like she looks so creepy and that image is like burned in your head when you see it Mm -hmm. same with this i mean there's some other possessed movies and you're like eh, they're not too scary but like this one she was yeah it's weird to think of her um the actress like thinking of don't breathe because she's the main girl and don't breathe it's like I can't, like, put them together. After seeing her all possessed and creepy like that, I'm like, that's not the same person. I mean, obviously it is, but as much as, like, this movie terrified me, I really like it. Mm -hmm. I want to watch it again because we haven't watched it in so long, and that was when I was, like, terrified of movies. I think we've seen it at least once since we saw it in theaters. Yeah, and but that was, like, when we were first married, and I was still, like, I would get scared and creeped out, but I feel like, I don't know, I became numb to scary things now where it doesn't freak me out, like... As much. I don't know. Maybe this still would just because it is that possession type stuff, but I don't know. We need to watch it again. We're going to watch it again before... We're going to watch all of them before the newest one comes out in April. I think it comes out right before my birthday. That will be what I want to go do. Okay. We'll go do it. Chili's and Evil Dead Raz. Chili's Evil Dead Ribs. Well, maybe you should... Ribs. (laughs) Oh, ribbed for... (laughs) your eating pleasure um go ahead and take over this next one because i i honestly hardly remember this one okay this one came out a while ago i don't even think we were together when this came out but no i'm pretty sure we were were we oh no we were we were just dating though like we weren't married or anything yeah 2012 we we were uh we had just met in 2012 babies we were probably just barely dating um this one is did i say it's the possession it's the possession and 
This one's about a, a girl and she finds an antique box at a yard sale. And so she brings it home and there's like a malicious spirit inside of it. So it starts to like haunt her or like po- possess her slowly over time. And it just becomes more disturbing. Um, this is actually based off of the Dybbuk. I never know how to say that. Dybbuk box. It's at... Ooh, I like a Dybbuk what box. What is the Vegas? Zach Baggins. It's a Dybbuk in a box. Oh my God. <laughs> And then they have, like, the possessed demon off Evil Dead holding it and, like, dancing. But anyway, um, you know Zach Baggins' Haunted Museum in Vegas? Mm. He has a Dybbuk box in his museum. And I'm pretty sure that it's in, like, a glass. I'm trying to remember what they put the Dybbuk box in. I think they put it in glass and it has, like, salt and stuff and, like, prayers all around it and stuff. Mm. I want to go to that museum so bad. I think we should go to it sometime and then do a podcast episode talking about, like, our whole experience. Because I think that would be so fun. Yeah. And it's different, too, because I feel like I think he has so many rooms there that when you go, you don't get to go through every room. It kind of just depends on the day you go. So it's like everybody has different experiences. But I'm like terrified that something will like latch on to me and like come home. <laughs> That's you know how they're like go, they, they like bless you before you go in and they're like go in with good intentions they're, like, on you. They're like, bless you. Yeah, but they tell you to, like, go in with, like, good intentions and stuff and to be, like, very positive and uplifting. I'm going to go in there terrified and the ghosts are going to be like, yes. I think Easy. it's possibly maybe all bullshit. No. They're like, like, oh, think about it. Let's put all this stuff that's real in a box. Put some salt around it. Do the little prayer seance things before before you walk into said museum. And it makes it feel so authentic. That dude is honestly brilliant. Well, they have the... But he takes, like, a lot of artifacts that other people have had that are haunted. It's not like he just went... More power to him. Like, he has the Devil's Rocking Chair that The Conjuring... Was it the third movie or fourth movie? I don't remember which one it is. Um, Was based off of The Devil Made Me Do It. And then... Um, yeah, but then you have, like, Robert the doll that's at that other museum that's in the case, and they say that, like, the cameras catch it, like, moving and stuff, or people go home and, like, bad stuff happens to them after, like, looking at the doll, Hmm. which if you want to hear Robert the doll story, go back to, like, I think it's my second episode that I've done ever when we started before you were in the podcast with me, Mm -hmm. but I did, like, a haunted doll story, and that was, like, really fun because I did, like, three different dolls. Dolls freaked me out. Um, but yeah, the possession, like, I think that one just unsettled me a lot because it was earlier on where I would get scared easier and like anything possession freaked me out. And then there's just a few scenes that sat with me. Like there's a scene where she's looking at like the priest or the doctor and they're outside and she's like standing in the wind, just staring him down. And then his teeth just start like crumbling out of his mouth. And that like, I feel like that's a nightmare for a lot of people to have like their teeth just like fall out of their face. But just, like, seeing that happen, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Or when she stabs the dad with, the like, his hand with the fork. Just like, oh. So intense. You probably don't really remember much of that then. So you probably I, don't have much I, the, the teeth thing sounds familiar, but. I'm going to have to watch it again. I know it's on something. Yeah. Because I've seen it a few times, but. We went and I'm pretty sure we went and saw the possession in theaters together when we were dating. But I went home and I had to sleep with my closet light on my regular light in my room and I had to have my laptop on with like a happy Disney movie or something for like three days in a row. Like that movie scared the crap out of me, but it's still a good one. I probably wouldn't get scared of it now. You're a changed woman. Ellie and Everett came into our room last night. I think it was last night 
and they were talking about possession stuff. They're like, we were watching, they watch like these little YouTube videos that are like for kids. It's like kids acting out stuff and they're yeah, like, kids yeah, being possessed. they like were getting possessed. I'm like, do you even know what possessed is? And they're like, yeah, it's like where you get possessed. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like if only they knew. Right. Um, well, anyway, moving on. This next movie is called Marty's. <laughs> oh Everyone's gosh, going down to Marty's. Buy that. one, get one free. Half off Tuesday. And then there's Ladies Night. Ooh. Yeah, Marty's. So uh, this movie is... Not called Marty's. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> you might want to make that known. It's called Martyrs. Okay, this movie is really hard to explain. It's like... It's like two, possibly three movies in one movie, but it kind of starts with this girl who she's kind of being followed by like, like a crazy violent spirit. The spirit just shows up and it like attacks her like ruthlessly. Like she's just getting mauled by like a, like a human type thing. And it's, it's pretty wild how this movie just kind of starts right off the bat. Like uh, she kind of walks into this house and then just shoots up this family and even kills the kids. And, you know, she, she feels like she's helping this like victim that was like harassed by uh, uh, the, the father and mother of this family uh, as a result of, you know, uh, the torment that they received, I guess. And then she also was part of like that torment too, like the torture and stuff. And so after they murder this family, her like best friend who was like in an orphanage with her growing up, like comes to like help her they're trying to like clean up the bodies and like hide them. And then, uh, then the whole movie just flips from there. It just becomes this, like this weird, wild torture movie. And I don't even know how to freaking explain this Kenzie. Cause I really don't want to ruin it, but like it is, yeah, um, don't ruin it. it is, it's a wild movie. Like if you are sensitive, this is not your movie. I feel like it's at some point, while I was watching this, I was like, is this even legal? Like, am I even allowed to see this? Like, I felt like I stumbled upon something that was not made for American public eyes or like for like normal rational people. Um, this it's a lot of beating of women um, like on, on like a whole different level. And it is it's just it's just weird. It's cultish. And yes, that just basically after this girl kind of like murders this family, it just flips completely upside down from there and it becomes an entirely different movie at that point. But it's wild. It is. It's very uncomfortable to watch. Uh, kind of has a cool ending. Like I was kind of like, you know, I, it, it definitely stuck with me. I really had to think about this ending for some time and I even had to like Google a little bit deeper into the meaning behind it because I was so intrigued. But getting to the ending is like, it is a wild ride. It, it it really is. And it is a slow, slow burn movie. Well, it has a lot of metaphors too, even with the beginning part where it has like the kind of ghost demon girl that's following this other girl. It's like, you kind of have to think about that and like whether, like, I don't, I don't want to give stuff away. We might have to do like a follow-up episode specifically about this movie. It's like a spoiler, kind of like our thoughts in detail kind of a thing. Well, this is, um, they have an American remake that came out in 2015. This came out in 20, 2008. So this is the French version, but then they have a 
American version. So it's like we can oh, watch yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It is in a different language. Mm-hmm. Kenzie and I have talked about how, like, good movies that are foreign, uh, you kind of forget about that. Like, you're reading subtitles the entire time you're watching this movie. And I know that's kind of a turn off to a lot of people, but you kind of forget you're doing it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a very believable movie. Uh, you don't feel the language barrier so much once you get invested with it. But it's just, it's got a lot of brutal scenes. Well, when it first started, I was like, ah, shoot, I don't want to have to read subtitles because sometimes I just am not in the mood to read subtitles. But then I feel like like you forget your reading. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there wasn't a lot of dialogue. I mean, there was at the beginning, especially. But then I feel like as it gets towards like the second half of the movie, there's not as much dialogue. And I feel like you can like go off of people's emotions and how they're responding to things. And it's like that, like talks for itself yeah but i mean we could watch the american remake and then if we i don't want to say if we like it enough because i'm it's not like this movie i'm like oh i love this movie because i feel like no it's really weird to we, say. we gave it like a three or three and a half i was reluctant to rate it like i really didn't feel comfortable with this movie but it also like you said it's so metaphorical and there's so much going on in the background and it's not a straightforward movie in my opinion and it's it's kind of more fascinating to talk about the movie than to actually watch it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So, I don't know. I, I think it'd be worth diving a little bit deeper into well, what I we saw. Well, I wonder if the American version would answer more questions for us, you know? Maybe that, like, language barrier kind of made it leave us with some unanswered questions, but maybe watching the American version would answer more stuff because there wouldn't be that barrier. Yeah. Like a, like a martyr, for those that don't know, um, I don't know if this is the best definition, but... It says a person who is killed because of their religious or other beliefs or you kill someone because of their beliefs. I mean, I I don't want to offend Christians out there, but is it fair to say that Jesus is a martyr, right? Like he kind of mm-hmm. like suffered on the cross for like the greater good potentially kind of a thing. Like it, it, it kind of like it's kind of like that in a way. Well, I think the other definition that would be better for it is. Um, a martyr takes on the role of the hero so people who use martyr behavior tend to be to have like good motives for doing so um but it's almost like in this movie oh that like i don't know like i mean guess it's you have no idea that that's the premise of this movie until like literally three quarters of the way through it though but they talk about like how uh, we're gonna have to do like a spoiler episode on this maybe we episode. will watch the american version we I, might have I know to you, wait a little bit just because this was very heavy i know you got listeners that listen to this podcaster or podcaster podcast <laughs> that would never watch this movie like if, oh, if, yeah. if they're sensitive to just jason and michael myers and chucky like there's no way in hell anyone's gonna watch this movie i feel like this deserves a thorough explanation and Maybe we kind of limit this discussion for now, just so people who are listening that want to see it can see it. Um, but I, there's somebody on Letterboxd. I'm going to have to look up there. Keep saying what you're saying. Cause... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just saying that like it's uh, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. You know, there, the, Kenzie and I talk about how violence in movies is it's different based on how much of the violence there is. For example, we use Saw all the time as an example because at least people who have never seen Saw understand what Saw even is. And you get to the point where there's so much gore, there's so many limbs getting cut off, there's so much crazy, you know, gory stuff happening that you it, it seems cliche and nothing feels extravagant and it's kind of, it's rough to watch. watch, don't get me wrong. But like, 
You're not like, oh, dang, like that was crazy because the entire movie has been that weird, gory, rip people apart porn for the entire time. But then you get movies like Eden Lake where it's not really it's not really gory. But the one time that something kind of like like violent and painful happens, you really feel it like and it's so not even really that extravagant. But because you're evolving in the movie with the character really minor injuries can really feel like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how like murder it kind of is. It's like um, it's it's so potentially spiritual, I guess, in a way that like it's uh, there's I don't know. It's just it's it's rough. <laughs> it's so rough. The thing that made this really unsettling, too, was knowing that there is messed up people out there who would watch this and probably get off to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why I say it's not for, like, the... Like, for me, I felt uncomfortable. I felt like I had stumbled upon something on, like, like the dark web. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Maybe there's people that are listening to this that have already seen it or plan to watch it, and they're going to be like, this dude's sensitive. Uh, Whatever. It's just... I don't know. It, it's, it's, just, it's just weird. It's definitely a whole different level of, like, of, like, violence and uh, torture and... Uh, like, it's not like, I don't know, I, I've seen Hostel, it's hard to watch, not a big deal, seen Saw, hard to watch, not a big deal, like, this movie is just, like, maybe there's just so much more emotion involved with this, that it just feels like a bigger deal, but with lesser stuff happening, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's crazy about this, too? On our list, like, this whole list, this should be, like, the most disturbing out of all of them, because it is the most realistic out of everything. But I don't feel like it, like, I don't feel as disturbed with it. And I think it's just because it starts off right off the bat with people getting, like, murdered or, like, stuff happening, you know? Like, just a lot of gore right off the bat. So I feel like by the time you do get to the really messed up, more realistic stuff, I was, like, numb to everything. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, we just saw all this stuff happen. Well, and here, here here's an example, right? Like, you, you see movies where people get shot happens all the time you're just like oh that was unexpected or whoa they got shot but then if you were to take a movie and it's a school getting shot up like an elementary school or a high school and kids and teachers are getting murdered like that is a really really rough thing to watch because it's very real and everybody is genuinely scared collectively of that happening and and this movie kind of explores that kind of gravity um initially and i think that's why we felt numb Something that requires a lot more detail maybe on a follow-up episode, but I think that's kind of how I feel too. It's like the initial scene that just kind of happens right off the bat. It was like, holy freaking crap. Like, yeah. didn't see that coming. And and it's just, uh, it's it's heavy. It's a very heavy scene. But then when it gets to the stuff that's actually like where people are just like being beat and tortured and all of that, that didn't feel as intense, but that should have. Yeah. But I feel like if it didn't have all the stuff at the beginning happening and it was more of a slow build up to that, I think that would have been way more horrific and disturbing. For those that don't plan to watch this or that are trying to prepare themselves for watching it, it's kind of like Cabin in the Woods in the sense of like you're watching one movie and then it becomes an entirely different movie. But at least when the second half of Cabin in the Woods happens, uh, it continues with like the escalation of of what's happening. This movie, it's almost like you're restarting and watching an entirely different movie from the start mm-hmm. when the second half happens. And that's why it feels like such a slow burn. Well, yeah, it's like really fast paced. Like it jumps right into like 
the action. Yeah, then it the gets slow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, get, it starts fast and then it goes slow and then it goes even slower and then it's like you're watching an entirely new movie that slowly builds back up into the ending. Yeah. Um the first comment like review on Letterbox says it's so good, but I would never ever recommend people watch it. Stay away from this movie at all costs. And I'm like, it's so true. Like it was, it was I mean, I don't want to say it's good, but it's I mean, heavy. it's it's heavy. But it's, it's like like we were invested in the story. I don't that is that's like hard. It's hard to like like stuff like this to be like, oh, such a good movie. And this, it, I mean, it wasn't a horrible movie, but it was just like heavy and messed up and. And this really deserves praise to, you know, some of the foreign aspects of movies out there. I've seen uh, a handful of foreign movies and all of them have been really good. You know, for example, we watched Goodnight Mommy. It's German. Then we watched the American remake. Maybe it's because we saw the, the foreign one first, but we felt like that was better. And I'm trying not to go into the same mentality if we watch the remake, but this movie is... It's it's just really good and it's and it's worth making an American remake. But like I just don't know if it's gonna fare or compare or if it's just gonna have like that Hollywood like let's just take this and make it like over the top. Over the top, yeah. I feel like American movies, like when they take stuff like this, they almost water it down. Like it's not as intense. I feel like foreign movies, they go for it. They're gonna make it as disturbing as they can. Yeah, and I think that's why they're so good. Like, I felt like actors actually got injured in this movie. Like, that's how yeah. believable it is. I think the thing too with foreign movies. Well, I guess I was gonna say it's like different. Okay, if you're watching like a foreign movie and then they put dubbed audio, which they didn't do with this one, but I feel like that takes away from it and makes it almost cheesy. But there's just something about watching a foreign movie. Even with the language barrier, I feel like that almost adds to it in the intensity. But like we watched Train to Busan and they have the dubbed version. And I'm so glad we didn't find that first because we probably would have watched that instead. Yeah. But it takes away from the actors too and like their emotion and all of that because you're like hearing this cheesy dubbed audio. But yeah, I mean, it's weird to say like it's a good it's a good watch. But it's very heavy and it's something you probably wouldn't watch multiple times. You'd probably watch it once and that's it and you move on. But I mean, we're going to we'll watch the American version and we can do an episode breakdown and stuff. And like, yeah, I think I think we just have to like understand that, you know, sometimes this isn't like a movie that we would want to normally like focus on because we're always thinking about movies that are in theaters right now, like like Megan and uh you know, orphan versus orphan first kill stuff like that. But this this movie, I just realistically think that so many people are not going to watch it. But it's like it just like is it's just kind of crazy and interesting to dissect it and kind of discuss it. You know, what we should do. We'll watch the American version. And if we feel like we can get a whole episode like spoiler review on it where we can make like a whole episode, then we'll do that. But if we don't feel like we can do like a whole episode about it, maybe our next letterbox recap at the very end, like if you want to stay and listen to our like comparison of the two, we can add it to that. Sure. But then if you don't want to be spoiled or you don't want to hear that part, then it's like we'll do our you know, we'll do our letterbox recap and then end with yeah. that. But we'll 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 play it by ear and we'll see. And probably need to take a break from that. We need to watch some like lighthearted yes. things first. Absolutely. Um, the last one on our list, which we just mentioned was Goodnight Mommy. The, what, um, language is that? German? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So not the American remake, the German version. So much better than the American remake. Yep. So much, much better. better. 
we've done a whole spoiler review on Goodnight Mommy. I think it was last season, so you can definitely go listen to it. We have a comparison of both of them, and we go into detail of, like, everything that happened, all the twists that happened. So, go listen to that if you want, but... So, I'm not gonna, like, go into detail, but this movie, it was... I think what made it disturbing was it was such a slow burn, just like Eden Lake was, where it's just, like, slowly building, and then when all the intense stuff happens, it's just so much more overwhelming and I think the thing that disturbed me the most was, like, the torture scenes of the mom yeah. getting tortured. Well, it's these kids that the, the mom, their dad drops these twins off at their mom's house. And when they see her, she had just gotten finished with the surgery on her face. So her whole face is wrapped up. And she is a little bit on edge. And you understand why by the end of it. Um, but... The kids start to think that while she's underneath that that face wrap, that it may not actually be her mom. And someone tried to replace her and take her life. And so they go through these like series of steps to, to basically uh, get her to admit that it's really not her. And they kind of go to some extreme lengths to do so. And then the mom on the flip side uh, is being kind of irrational and frustrated and she's not handling the situation the way that she should and it kind of really really builds up into a crazy ending i'm not like sensitive to um like scenes like gore or anything i mean obviously we always compare things to saw and i feel like almost saw is its own thing like you expect gore when you watch saw you know something's gonna happen something messed up so you're kind of like really kind of desensitized to that but this like, some of the things that they do, I had to turn away at one point. I'm like, I cannot watch this. Like, this is horrible, and it feels so real, and, like, I'm just, like, so uncomfortable. But that's what makes it good. You can do so much less than Saw and have it be much better because because it's believable, because oh, it's yeah. heavy. Yeah. I feel like Saw tries to be, like, I love Saw, so I'm not harping on it. I said harping twice today. Is that really a word? Yeah. Harping? Yeah. But You harp on me all the time. Harping. But I, I love Saw, but I do think they like try to be over the top and you have to have these such, like such crazy traps. Like some of them are just like little unbelievable, unbelievable, but like this stuff, I'm just like, just like the simple little things. So uncomfortable. And this one pisses you off. I think that's another thing. Like you're just like, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's definitely frustrating to watch, but, Mm -hmm. but it also kind of like by the time the movie ends, you're kind of like. I don't know. You kind of understand. It's very clear what's happening. And And it brings you back down to earth. It's not like Eden Lake where you're just like, whoa. Yeah. In a whole other dimension. Yeah. It's just, it's hard because, you know, we don't want to ruin this one again. But go listen to our episode spoiler and then you can hear all of that. But definitely go watch it. Watch the German version. Don't go straight to the American version because you will not get the same experience. Yeah. German version is much better. So good. And it's another one of those movies where it is in a different language, but you forget that you're reading subtitles. And there's not, like, a crazy amount of... There's not, like, a lot of dialogue. Oh, yeah. Like, there is occasionally, but I feel like it plays more on just, like, it's just quiet and... Well, that's, yeah, mainly because the mom is like, like, I'm recovering, I need peace and quiet in the household. Like, I expect you two to be quiet. And then boys, especially siblings being boys, they're you know, the shenanigans to torturing and pestering each other and fighting and stuff. And it, yeah, the definitely. mom was more evil in the last, the 
German version, though. She was, like, more unsettling and, like, snappy and mean, whereas the American version, I feel like she was nicer. Like, even though she's still rude, like, at times, I feel like she was more, and maybe it was the language barrier with us where it's like, oh, sure. like, there's just something missing here. There's, like, a disconnect. But then with the other lady, it's like we can, like, I don't know, German version all the way. Yep, definitely. Same with um, Martyrs. Watch the French version. But yeah, that was our unsettling, disturbing movies that will just make you uncomfortable. Yep, that's right. If you have any questions about anything specifically, please reach out. And in the French and German words, wee oui, wee oui, and Alfie Terzain. <laughs> oh, you know what we forgot to talk about? What? We watched the unrated Megan. Mm. Last episode, we were talking about how we were going to watch it and talk about it. But I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. I do think that the added blood and gore so much better like it just added to everything i'm like yes the one scene that we talked about you know with the um shed and the power what is it the hose thing yeah fertilizer Mm. i was like expecting that scene to be way more graphic than it was and you get just like a little bit more but i feel like even though this whole movie is so unrealistic uh the outcome of that was more believable than something that could have been more like gory than that you know what i mean like i don't think that that even would have happened in real life but at least like the the damage was like a more believable damage per se yeah but i don't know i feel like because your rating of megan was a five Mm -hmm. mine was a three right was it it's either a three or a three and a half i would say why don't you open up your letterbox it just requires (laughs) effort i'm just kidding i'm on it i can look i feel like in terms of star rating uh, Megan to Megan on rating. I if if giving a one fourth of a star, you were gave even it po- a five. I did not give it a five. I'm on your skitty fishing right now, and you're the one that rated it. You gave it a five on there. No, oh, I'm changing it right now because that's a freaking <laughs> lie. So, um, I get I gave Megan a three, and I would say that it justifies one fourth of a star, not even a half a star. Oh, it's still a five for this me. One. The crazy thing, though... It says three and a half. It says you've rated this film three oh, and a half. Oh, you know why? It's because I'm on... When I hold it down, it shows my rating. Yeah, you freaking liar. Why don't... Why can't I see your... Oh, I can see your rating down here. It says you here. rated this film three and a half. <laughs> I feel like even... I don't even know. I, I It's not four-star quality to me. I feel like three and a half regardless at this point. But they didn't add anything. It's the same time frame and everything. It's not like they added any extra scenes in. They just added back in like any blood or more graphic things that happen. But it's so subtle that I like, I forgot how like the original was. And then I saw a YouTube video where it showed them like the elevator elevator scene, like side by side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that the original had no blood. And they dropped the F-bomb like way more. And I think that's what was more noticeable to me. I'm like, oh, I swear she did not say that. I feel like, like they the say movie. the F like four times. But it was more than the other one. Like, the first time you watch it, you hear it maybe, like, a few. Because you can only say it so much in, like, a PG-13 movie. But then it's, like, I noticed it more in this with, like, Megan saying it more. And I was, like, I swear she did not say that last time. But that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't seen the unrated, definitely go watch it. If you haven't seen Megan, definitely go watch it. It was on Peacock, right? Yeah. At least at the time that we're doing this. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have, like, something really cool on Peacock that I heard that, like, Megan curates a playlist based on, like, what you watch on Peacock normally. 
So she makes like a list of like movies that would pertain to you. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. We'll have to get on there. I mean, we haven't really used Peacock too much to like curate a list. So, but well, there you yeah. go. Thanks for listening to us. I'll feature Zane. We're going to go eat some food and... Not the food you're thinking. Hide from the snow and... Um, head over to our Instagram, though, and let us know what the most disturbing or unsettling movie you've watched is. And with that being said... Cue outro music. <laughs>